Rich. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Amanda Pope. Thanks, Barb. Wow, what a morning so far, hey? We, um, this has just been, for me, it, it, it's, I don't know about you, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and just being in this space and that beautiful spiritual practice and even the, the candle, for me, is just that little oasis in um, a challenging world right now. So that's, we're going to talk a little bit about that today as we talk about co-creating. Um, I've been thinking a lot about what, what's going on. There are, uh, you know, a lot of protests and that polarization. And I want to talk a little bit about what, what I see is causing it, how we can move past it, and the importance of our spiritual grounding in getting there. So what is really not disputed in the biological world, the world of psychology, is that human beings need connection. We need it for survival. Uh, babies that don't get it, that connection fail to thrive. So there is a requirement for our well-being and an existential right back to very primal times that we must have connection. And if you remember back in, in January, I talked about somebody named Nicholas Christakis. He's a sociologist and a physician. And he wrote a book called Apollo's Arrow. And it's about the pandemic and the phases of the pandemic. And one of the big things he said in there is that in this time of uncertainty, in this time of, of stress, that we are... Um, we, we naturally are looking for a sense of meaning. And he actually said that, you know, some of the protests, some of the movements are actually related to that need for meaning. So we, we have that, hu that human nature part of us that requires connection. Then add in a pandemic that requires um, a little bit of, of, of comfort in a time of uncertainty. And then there's how we connect and we find meaning in groups together. So I want to talk about something. Actually, this came out about 15 years ago, and it was a book by uh, Dave Logan, and it's called Tribal Leadership. Now, it is a leadership book, but I think it's really important to the... Um, to what we're talking about today and, and that idea of groups and maybe where we, we're getting a little off track right now. I think Derek has a slide for this. So the five stages of um, what he, he saw as the five stages of tribal leadership are, and this is a hierarchy, at sort of the bottom is the life sucks is what he calls it. That's the phase uh, where people are disenfranchised, they are angry, they are resentful. If they gather together, it's just to sort of feed off each other, but it's really a destructive element. Um, if you've seen Ozark, the people in Ozark are operating at the life sucks phase. If you want to know more about it, watch Ozark if you haven't seen it. Um, so beyond that, when people sort of move to that next level of that of gathering, that of that um, the groups, it is my life sucks. So what happens is people move more, it's a it's a less intense, less violent, less, you know, we're not doing criminal activity at this point, but it's still this place of sort of apathetic 
antagonism. Um, I'm still unhappy. I don't really like what's going on. You know, uh, it's a kind of victim place to be. If we move to the next level, this is where we get more cohesion in groups. And the first level is what he calls, I'm great and you're not. So the idea is that a group is, there is a collective, people are connecting in some way, but there's a lot of interpersonal competition that goes on. So an example he gives is, um, he was talking about being in an elevator with three surgeons and they were at a conference. And the, in their conversation, they're talking about, oh, well, I did this. Oh, well, I've done this research. Oh, well, I've, you know, invented this new thing. And so there's this collective, but it's, it's still not, it's not sort of a cohesive collective. It's more, um, there's that, that competition in the middle. So the ones that are really important for us today are the next two. So we move into a next, once we get to a point of shared values, groups move into the next phase, which is called, we are great. And this is where we have a group that has a shared set of values and they bond with each other. People come alive in this kind of group. They feel that camaraderie. They feel connection. And they start to think, man, we're great. The problem is at this level that typically there's a we're great and they're not. There's a tendency to create an other. And in doing that, that creating an other, and interesting, we're on Super Bowl Sunday, that is a great example of we're great and they're not. I have no idea about Super Bowl, don't even know who's playing, but I'm guessing there are a bunch of people saying out there saying, oh, we're great, and this year we got it, and, and others saying the opposite, right? So, so in that we're great, and it's, it's such a great feeling when you have that collective, you all work together, and unfortunately, Having the common enemy really fuels that sense of connection. So while it's fantastic to have the cohesion, to feel supported in your group, to feel like you have shared values, it requires an enemy. And that's, I think, where we're stuck right now. So there's a lot going on, the, on in the world. There's a desire for connection. We have been isolated for a long time. We've been living with uncertainty. So there's an even deeper need to connect. We get into a group and feel, we, we feel supported, we come alive, and yet we then are feeling a sense of otherness. So that is... I think if you look in the world today, that's really a lot of what's going on, where protests are happening and those people are the bad people. There's something actually really beautiful happening within the protesters. They are supporting each other and feeling cohesion and coming alive. It, the problem that's, that's happening is when there's that other. And, and we, when we live in duality and making, you know, vilifying others, what we get is where we are today, right? Where is this pole, just growing polarization? So, so Dave Logan had that fifth step. And that, I don't know if you saw, there were percentages of which organizations operate. And very few, unfortunately, operate at this point. But I think the world spirit is calling us to move to this next stage. And this is the stage where life is great. What it means is we have those shared values. We're working together. We're connected with each other. 
but we don't have an other. We, what we are doing is we're working towards a better planet. We're working for the good of humanity. And nobody has to be the enemy in that. Mm -hmm. So I really think that we're in this place right now where we are being called. And I think us as a new thought movement and a spiritual community, we are the ones who can lead the way on this. And what we need to do is we get, need to get to that point of releasing the other. Mm -hmm. So if we talk about a couple of examples in that, um, you know, some that, that are, are quite obvious. If we talk about, you remember years ago, there was uh, that I, whole story that took flight on Hillary Clinton was running a pedophile ring out of a, the basement of a right. pizza place in Washington, D.C. Right. or something like that. And that story took hold. Rational people believed in that story. And to the point that an armed, a man with a, an automatic rifle went into that pizza place to go and rescue children. So that's an idea of just how something grows, that innate need in us to connect and feel supported and feel part of a group can really lose that sort of rational thought of, is this, you know, is this really true? So that's a really obvious one. Um, but if we go, if we dig down, if we can move beyond the othering and think about that man who went in there, he went in there to protect children. What were his values? His values were protecting our children. We can all agree with that. There is no, I don't think you'd have anybody in the world who would say, that's a terrible idea. We can all get behind that. But as soon as you have an other and it's a piece of pizza place or Hillary Clinton, that's where things start to fall apart. So that, I think the same is true, and I, I don't mean to like pour salt in an open wound right now, but our freedom convoys that are going on right now. I think, I mean, there's something beautiful. There are Canadian flags, there are people talking about freedom. I am fully on board with that. Where the problem comes in is when it's, and this is where we're not all on the same page, is when there's an other. Well, it's because of this government or this group of people or those people, we must fight against that. That's where we get the division. I think we can all celebrate freedom. I think, and in fact, I think these protests are actually a demonstration of our freedom. And just people are gathering and doing what they want to do and having the freedom to say things, which is a great thing. If we can release the other, I think we can all come together on a lot of these issues going on right now. So how do we get there? <clears throat> we have that desire, the human need for connection. We've got, you know, a lot of uncertainty going on. We have that tendency to collect, connect with each other. We make a common enemy. How do we move to that new place? What I think we need to do is we need to get to an internal sense of belonging. This is where our spiritual practice comes in. We, we can come into community and collective and let go of the other if we have our internal grounding. And there's a, a great quote I just read this week from Ernest Holmes. And he said, 
A constant realization of the presence of spirit will provide a sense of divine companionship that no other attitude could produce. Isn't that beautiful? That's that idea that the, the connection, the belonging we need is internal. It is us with spirit. It is that oneness within us beyond any other sense of connection that gives us that certainty where we can now collect in a group where we don't need to have a common enemy. So I was talking to a friend of mine um, who just had open heart surgery. And I can't even get my head around the medical marvel that is open heart surgery. Like the surgeons had to break open her chest. They had to re-plumb the blood in her system, stop her heart to fix a problem, and then put it all back together. And then the marvel of the human body to afterwards say, okay, we can work with this, we'll heal and, and carry on. Like, that to me is amazing. But what really struck me when I was talking to her, I, so I spoke to her a week after this surgery, and she sounded good. And what she said to me, which I thought was so beautiful, was just, she said, thank God for my spiritual practice. She said, I am lying there literally. My life is in the hands of other people. Not just, not just on a sort of, I think I'm, I need them to be safe. Literally, her life is in the hands of, of the medical team. And she said she was able to find that peace, that grounding within. That, to me, is such a demonstration of the answer to our moving from that we are great but they're not place to that life is great. We can just join together in for the good of humanity. You know, and I feel real hope in this because, you know, the climate, the environment is calling for our attention. And this is a time where we really need to step in and do something. And it's got to be all of us. Like all of humanity needs to address this. But what if we address this without having to have an enemy in it? What if we could address the climate crisis without vilifying the oil and gas industry or a certain political party or another company? What if we just move in the direction of the collective good with our internal grounding, knowing that we have that divine companionship and that we can move forward without the need for a common enemy? Because when we don't have that grounding, what I think happens as well is we have a sense of fragility. We have a sense where what somebody says we just find so offensive. Or, you know, one group has a particular position and then all of a sudden I'm outraged and now I've got to get all of my group to fight against it. So we need to move into this space of co-creating that I personally am co-creating with spirit. That my group can co-create in that oneness of life. That humanity can co-create with spirit. And I believe we are in a point of incredible power right now in this, this time in history. 
Have you ever been at a birthday party with a bunch of five-year-olds? <laughs> you know when you get to that part where the gift opening happens? So the little kid whose birthday it is sits at the head of the table and all the gifts are there and all the other kids are eating cake and they have to sit there quietly around the table. I mean, you know what happens, right? Is they, they're loaded up on sugar. They're, they're, they're starting to freak out. Like one kid inevitably falls off his chair. Another kid inevitably pokes the other one in the eye. Like, like there's all this chaos that happens just from that pent up energy. And then once it's over, the kids just explode into activity. And that is, I think, like those kids are not bad kids. They just have this energy that's been cooped up and they've been forced to sit still and be polite and be like, oh yeah, we care what you got for your birthday. And that's just not where they are, right? They're five-year-olds. They want to be out and playing and they're hopped up on sugar. We as a species, I believe, are five-year-olds at the birthday party. We have been cooped up indoors. Our lives have been shrunk down. We've been add in the angstiness and the uncertainty and the polarization, we are, we have that energy where it's a, like a pressure cooker right now within humanity. And that can be dangerous, but it can also be a, an amazing power for good. I think that we have the opportunity to make leaps and bounds forward as a species, as a humanity, as a world, because of this energy right now. If we can let go of that other and we can come together, there is no question we all value the care of the planet. We all value having good food and clean water. We all value freedom. We all value health and safety for everybody. So if we let go of the other and the tying it to that, we as a collective, all that energy pent up inside us, our heads ready to explode, can come together and just launch ourselves forward. Everything, all of our systems that we thought, how could we possibly change this, have been disrupted. We're in this moment in time. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling really hopeful. There's something in me that's been sort of awakening in this last few weeks where I'm I'm seeing this possibility. I'm seeing this catalyst for change that is just the time that we live in. And so I, I bless what's going on right now. And there's protests and, and the people who are saying, I want life to be different. We can have a different life. We can have all of the, the, the bounty that we want, the peace, the harmony, the joy, the love that we want without having to make anybody wrong. That power of us alone, if we are working towards that, it will just simply nullify anything unlike it. There is no need for us in our limited perspectives to pull out and pick out, you're wrong, you must be stopped, you have to, that, that power of us just in our collective working towards our common good will just simply eradicate anything. So that's what I want to leave you with. I just wish I could speak to all of humanity for a minute and just, first I want to give everybody a giant hug and say, it's going to be 
okay. We're all in this together. We all value love and freedom and peace and harmony. And in my own life, that's what I am choosing. And I choose to release the other and I hope you will too. And in our community, we're about to go through, a, we are going through a lot of change. And there's a tendency for us to, to find an other and maybe to, to have groups that, that don't get along. Let's choose to release that sense of, of looking for an other. Let's all come together in that sense of harmony and the foundation that we've built together. And then uh, as we know that there is only one thing happening and that releases out into the world. So I thank you for being here. I so thank you for being a part of this community, for having conversations like this. We are the change that we want to see in the world. So I'm grateful to be in this journey with you. I love you and I bless you. Woo. Woo.